When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Two. And welcome to another episode of Shuffology. I am one of your Shuffologists, Asabi Goodman, and I am joined today by with Josh Devetta and the lovely Gracie Mack. Hey, hey. Guys. we kept her around for one more episode. Yes, yes, they allowed yeah. me to stay. I just didn't leave. I let like hold up. Here I know for a she while. just like <laughs> held us all captive. We came. We came back for the next episode. She was sleeping on the couch, ready. We're like, oh. surrounded oh. by shuffle kitties. out your other yeah. choice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So welcome to our listeners from around the world. Today we are talking about a very interesting genre of music. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm. One that we know very little about. <laughs> Brit pop. Hey. Bring it. I think we need to say it like one word. Brit pop. Brit pop. Yeah, it is one word. It is one word. Yes, yes one, uh, and I only just learned this, um, <laughs> even though I've been researching this thing for a very long time. So, Britpop, what is it? This is a big question. Yes. Britpop is categorized as music out of the UK from the specific years of 1993 to 1997. It's a very yes. short time frame. Mm-hmm. It is a genre of music that pays homage to the 60s and 70s of Britain. Mm. Um, I believe there is another term, Cool Britannia. Yes, it is. That's yes. the term, yeah. And so they really pay homage to the Union Jack and all things that are uniquely British. Now, there are some bands that did really, really well around the world, and there were some that just stayed right at home and probably because they were so British but you know some big bands that we all know Spice Girls Oasis mm. Blur Blur yeah mm, um, mm. The Verve The Verve yeah, yep really so big. those are some some of the uh, bigger Britpop bands or bigger bands that came out of this era so those are the songs that we're going to be or bands that we're going to be talking about and we've all found some very popular songs and some obscure ones as well that we're going yeah. to be discussing today. Absolutely. All right. So let's take a short break and then we're going to get right into it. Let's talk about X, baby. Ah, uh, crappy relationships, the bane of our collective existence. But what do we learn from our mistakes? I'm relationship columnist Liz Bess. And I'm funny guy Tom Harris. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past will chat to guests about love gone wrong and take you on a journey through the funny, tragic, horrifying... And sometimes just plain bonkers stories about that crazy little thing called love. It's like a group therapy session. With two people completely unqualified to be leading it. New episodes drop fortnightly on Thursday, so join in to hear tales of heartbreak and woe and hopefully wind up a little wiser or drunker for it. That's not kind of productions podcast. And we're back. So today we are discussing the bands that make up the genre called Britpop. 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 Nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety seven. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You're right, babes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's he like? What's he like? Yeah. So uh Josh, yes. let's start with you, lovely. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, as always, I'm so grateful for the platform. Um, and <laughs> to talk about are, are you doing <laughs> something with the platform? Uh, Josh? Yes, we are uh, expressing our, uh, I guess, uh, expressionism <laughs> for a very interesting. Now, reading up on all this, it was very, very interesting mm. because this Britpop, because I'm trying to say it like one word. Britpop. Britpop. Mm. You're right, babes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it always has to be some yeah. like British. Yeah, exactly. Can I have a bat of sausage? Just <laughs> <laughs> um, and how, and we were talking about this off the air, how it really was a small era of time that uh, really informed the next sound mm. uh, yeah. for uh, a lot of the really big bands. And you'll probably be really surprised to hear some of these bands are actually a part of the Britpop movement. But um, with my choices, I've gone for kind of like the pre-Britpop that went into like what we know as Britpop or Cool Britannia yeah. Yeah. and then what 
bands came out of that sound. Sure. Uh, so I don't usually go chronological, but I have gone a bit chronological just to, um, I guess, um, affirm my point about, um, you know, this because it really is 93 to 97. That's only four years in time. Mm, mm, it's yeah. a small yeah. window. Like, that is the once, that's the Olympics once every four years. Like, it's, 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 it's very... <laughs> You know, it's 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 um very specific uh, to what's going on and the t- and what was going on in British pop culture at the time as well. Mm-hmm. So my first, um, oh my god! As soon as we start talking about Brits, I go and my first uh, <laughs> choice. So anyway, vibes. <laughs> um, now you wouldn't think that this had anything to do with the Britpop movement, but it did. And this band, um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but uh, they're called Radiohead. Oh my god! Oh, yes. so yes. They so sound familiar. They sound like they could be on Triple J. Right? <laughs> Are they Brisbane based? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're on Unearthed. Oh, <laughs> Triple yeah. J Unearthed. Um, now they had a really really big song back in the early nineties called Creep. Mm. I'm a creep I'm a weirdo what the hell am I doing here I don't belong here I feel like that is my constant dialogue in my head (laughs) wherever I go even when I come to the table this podcast (laughs) Um, so this was released in 92 so this is this is one talking about this pre-Britpop moment Um, now it um, it didn't actually initially have chart success it was actually quite a like. It was actually a bit of a flop, actually. Was it? Yeah, but it got um, this second life because it became a worldwide hit, mm, and then right. and then the UK embraced it, sort of yes. thing. So it's really really interesting. Um, it's, like, it's still their most successful singles, actually, it's, and it's definitely like when the, I've heard this at karaoke many times in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard this at parties many times in my life, um, and also, and I will say like this is. Um, probably out of all the, uh, out of the this is our thirteenth episode. Congratulations, everyone! What? Um, so this and in the thirteenth episode, this, is, this was definitely the hardest one for me because I can't stand like I actually don't connect with this music mm. um, on a soul level like I have with many other genres that we've talked about. But I revere the the influence and the success of this particular era as well. Yeah. And so with that, like. Obviously, Radiohead, huge success with Creep. Um, they had other songs as well. I'm not familiar with a lot of um, Radiohead stuff except for Creep because, it, as a, again, like it's not music that I listen to constantly. Sure, sure. But I'm absolutely aware of how big this song is for a lot of people and mm. a lot of people relate to this song. I think of all the different covers I've heard of this song. Yeah, so many. Jazz yeah. arrangement, blues arrangement, mm. rock arrangement, R&B arrangement. Like, there's just so yeah, many yeah, different yeah. covers of it. Mm. Country arrangement, mm. like, so many different things. Uh, I think we should also say it's not to be confused with TLC's Creep. Oh, yes. <laughs> TLC had a Creep. You're a, a Creep. creep. That's right, and that's actually my song. Like, it's like yeah, right? <laughs> <if we were> talk- <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, yeah I love that song. It's not, it's not that remake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was really interesting is that Radiohead. We were talking about how they took, um, like, this movement took inspiration from the earlier British bands, yes. and they were influenced by the Hollies and um, like the Stones and things like that. They, they really were. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was. It was. It was. It's like it really does remind me of when you hear like a obscure band that's not famous yet mm. and they're known for tributing a prior era like I've definitely had that experience before with other bands or even like when I first heard Janelle Monet like I was mm. like oh this has this is such a throwback to 60s soul and all that like yeah. really 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 yeah. interesting um so that's my first choice great song we love it right fantastic ahead. Excellent. Mm. Now, I'm going to go really into the Brit pop movement now, or the Cool Britannia movement, and talk about two bands. Um, we've definitely heard of them. One is called Blur, mm-hmm. yes. and the other one's called Oasis. <laughs> and these were the two biggest bands to come out of that movement. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm sure we all have choices from these two bands. Yep. I've chosen Girls and Boys. Girls mm. are the boys and I want them. Again, a song that you know didn't really connect to me on a soul level. <laughs> um, but uh, with that, it was in 1994, lead single from their third album, Park Life, which was a really big album for them. Yeah, yeah. And the other band, um, Oasis, they had a big b- song. Their, their biggest song was called Wonderwall. Yes. <laughs> Have we heard familiar, this song? Are we familiar audience? I don't know. Yes. Anyway, so here's Wonderwall. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> You're sort of my Wonderwall. Oh right? Mm. Yes. Yeah. And okay. like there used to be posters of or like news articles about Blur versus Oasis all the time. In right. fact, I think they even tried to do a concert where it was a Blur 
Oasis concert. Like, it was really, really... Wow, that would have been heavy. Yeah, that, and that would have had so many people rock up to that concert yeah, too. Yeah. Um, so, two huge songs. Um, as we all know with Wonderwall, today is going to be the day that we're going to throw it back to you. Um, mm. if, if I'm going to choose which one I like out of, better out of both of us, it's probably Wonderwall over mm. Girls and Boys, personally. Mm. Just because I've definitely... Um, you know, I feel like I've gotten drunk and screened the lyrics to Wonderwall a few times in my and life. And that's that. That's you know, it's in your soul. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're screaming it drunk, that's in there for life. And, and yes. I used to, and I used to always blend. I would always naturally blend um, that song with Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day all the time. So, I, and I would always get confused. So I'd be I'm like, today sure. is gonna, and then I go. I Hearts, the only one that's I'm pretty sure there is a professional mashup of those two. Is there? That I, like, I have a whole to. album of mashups, and that's one of them. Well, yeah. thank you for calling me a professional. So. You're welcome. <laughs> Which is great. Again, um, so with Boys and Girls um, and la, 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 the Wonderwall, they did have great um, like worldwide success with those songs. Wonderwall was definitely more successful than Girls and Boys. I'm not surprised. Um, yes. Um, it, um, Girls and Boys only got up to 59 on the Billboard Hot 100, so they didn't quite crack America with the Britpop sound. But Wonderwall... <laughs> <laughs> was huge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as much as we hate to, and they were big in Australia too actually they actually topped our charts in Australia and New Zealand really yeah really really mm. really really in- interesting uh, really really interesting to talk about too so I think like if you're from the UK like this this I think from what I've from my own research you either loved this moment in time or you bloody hated it's it it's just not for you yeah, yeah it's just not totally. for you I kind of feel similar about mm-hmm. <laughs> similar about it myself, but so um, so that's the Brit pop movement, and then what this movement did was really, as we talked about in the intro, it really informed the next sound that was happening. And so I've chosen another song, and I've talked about it in an honorable mention before because we talked about movie soundtracks the other week, and I talked about how Cruel Intentions is one of my favorite movies because this song is in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so in '97, a band called The Verve released a song called Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, boom, yeah. boom, boom. That string card is so beautiful. Yeah. It's so recognizable. Yeah. That's the one. It's a great song. And they end up being the soundtrack for Cruel Intentions as well. Um, with that, the Verve really were like taking inspiration from the, from the, like the Rolling Stones, but um, they actually got a um, a plagiarism uh, lawsuit against them. Mick really? Jagger, Mick Jagger filed against them. Yeah, yeah. And Mick so Jagger. on the and so on Bittersweet Symphony, they the Stones or Mick Jagger end up getting a writing credit. Mm. On a, at a, at, oh, yes. I remember reading about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really interesting because um, it was uh, so Jag and uh, so Jagger and his writing partner. They had so he Jagger signed all his writing publishing over to the other guy. Mm. And then basically the other guy was like, well, let's go sue these guys then. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. So it was really, really interesting. There's actually a whole, like a, like a Billboard article or actually I think it's a Rolling Stone article now that's that I think be, about it. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be so heartbreaking. Like, especially if you, you know, you've written something and you think, oh my God, I've written this great song only yeah. to find, you know, because sometimes you don't realize that you've written something that sounds like something else. And once it's in your head, you can't get it yeah. out. Yeah, that's, that's right. You know? so, yeah, especially if you're trying to immerse yourself yourself in a certain style and write that style mm, it's like, yeah. it just comes out and like it happens yeah. all the time there's so yeah, much so nice. much um, songwriting plagiarism um, cases that get settled out of court yeah. um, a big famous court case was Prince he actually was able to sue another band for a quarter of a second of a snare sound oh my yeah, a yeah. quarter Sorry. of a, a quarter second of a sa- that means you got some money as a good lawyer well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is that because that's just like a t- you know, like, how can you sue over that? Exactly right. Um, Mariah got sued by the Emotions because Emotions sounds like the best of my love oh, no. by the band called The Emotions. Yes, of course. So yeah. it was like, so she was like a big target. Like, yeah. But also she yeah. co-wrote it. So it was more so C&C Music Factory. So Dave, um, yep. uh, Sevillas and Cole. Yes. Um, they had done the instrumentation and Mariah had written the song over the top of it. Yeah. And so... And when you hear it, you go, well, it absolutely sounds like the best of my love by the emotions. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and also got to be real by Cheryl Lynn as well. Yeah, <laughs> like the yes. exact There's same. There's a lot of that. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Yeah, so that's quite common. So with, and now this song, like Bittersweet Symphony, worldwide hit. Yes, yeah. Won awards all over the place. It got to number 12 on the Hot 100. So it, uh, 
crapped all over Wonder Wall and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, what's the what's the other man? Uh, Girls, and Boys. Girls and Boys, the Blur. Yeah. Uh, it won v- it won VMAs. It won uh, Grammys for best rock song. Like it really was a, this huge juggernaut mm-hmm. of a song. So recognizable as we've just said before. And just because I love Cruel Intentions, the the, the nostalgia that's attached <laughs> to this song, I just hear the strings and go, oh. Yeah, oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> Remember how that guy died? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ryan, Ryan Fleet died. Oh, sorry, is that a spoiler? No, I think uh-huh. if the, I think if the film is twenty-one years old. I don't think you're allowed Sarah to have Michelle Brunette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so very, very cool. And then this um, last choice. Now, um, I'm talking about a Coldplay song. Coldplay apparently are a big product of this movement, so they were really inspired yeah, yes, by this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, post Britpop. Post Britpop. Mm. Um, now their album, their, well, the first album that I was aware of was called A Rush of Cold Blood. So A Rush of Blood to the Head. Sorry. Yes. Um, had some really successful songs on that album yeah. the one that I've cho- the one that I've liked the most out of all of them is called The Scientist I think it's mm. a really really beautiful song. beautiful song now I'm gonna be real real when Coldplay were hot I was not about it really I, I, it, it was beyond my understanding yeah whilst I was twerking to the Pussycat Dolls <laughs> that like wait why, is that when they were hot because that 2003 2008 was like their biggest ah, yeah that, that's during the xy yeah so that's that's russia caught blood in x and yeah, xy Russian, yeah. like I, I just did not connect with this music whatsoever wow. it was so Neither. yeah i, I found I it did. I, like i just <laughs> found chris amazing. martin to be not very talented wow. like really really like, i just just because i also i think it was because i this is a kid that listened to mariah carey and christina aguilera and sure. michael jackson yeah. and all that yeah. so for, to listen to like this really simple music i found it to be very simple music i was like oh, oh. like also i grew up in church and um, on modern worship like people like Hillsong mm-hmm. were taking this sound and putting it into the church. That yeah. was the other thing as well. Mm. So I think it just, I just hated it. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense because a rush of blood to the head was like the first time I heard that album, I literally like stopped my car on Did the you? side of the road. I was like, what is this? I need more of this. Right. And I was completely Maybe the world was looking for something like that. Maybe. Well, and, and I'm I also wasn't. a little bit older as well. Remember? So <laughs> well, I'm it is like adult, a, they're definitely adult contemporary. Yeah, for yes, sure. Yes. Like, and I'm that, like a generation vein. older than you or yeah. half a generation older than you. Oh, so. but barely look a day of a 20 Right. Thank you. So they're my five choices. Beautiful. Uh, I don't I think it. I have any honorable mentions for no, this one. Yeah. But um, yeah, but the scientists, as I said, out of all the Coldplay songs, that's definitely the one that I go, oh, this is beautiful. Like, yes. I, that is a great yeah. tune. Yeah. It's a great thing. Well, thank you, Josh, so much. So we're going to take a short break and then we will be back to hear what Grace has to offer. Watch your favorite TV show. Watch your favorite movie. Do you think The Godfather is overrated? Then you've tuned into the right place. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. I'm Chanstar. And we're the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. In-depth discussions on movies and TV, there's interviews, commentaries, and more top ten lists than you can imagine. It's all available at the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers, available wherever you get your podcasts, also available at that'snotcanonproductions.com. Thank you, sponsored ad. So, <laughs> welcome back. Yes, games. we love them. Hello. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. This is Shuffology. You're with your favorite Shuffologist, Asabi Goodman. I'm Josh Devetta. And right now, we're going to throw it over to our newest person of the, of the team. But not only, she's not just new, she's part of the family already. She she's is. part of the furniture. She's the furniture. Exactly Thank right. You. Thank you. And so, we've been talking about Britpop mm. um, and the movement of Britpop. <laughs> yeah, um, pre, current, and post Brit pop, <laughs> and and this I mean a really specific moment in time. Yeah. So we're going to uh, throw it over to Gracie Mac, and uh, what are you adding to the playlist, Gail? What am I, what am I pressing shuffle well, on? Well, I I gotta say with Brit pop, it was. Yeah, it was thank interesting. You. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm get with it. Don't do it again. I was, <laughs> I was um, fascinated to learn about it and to discover that I actually am really into it. Wow. In terms of, and not totally, like let's not go crazy. But um, but it's but I I realized that I knew way more songs and actually had listened to them as a kid sure. or as a teenager way more than I than I realized. So uh, looking into what it actually entailed, 
I realized I had more of a connection to it than initially. So my first one is actually not something I've had a massive connection to, but a song that I just really dig. Yes. If it comes on in a movie, which it has in multiple movies, I always have a little shuffle going. Yeah, mm. It's A Girl Like You, Edwin Collins. Ah. Um, now, you may be familiar with this song from Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Yeah, I'm aware of it's it. It's like yes. a real slinky, Maybe. slinky little song. It was also in Empire Records, you know, that 95 movie. With yeah, Liv. I remember. Great Liv movie. Tyler. Liv Tyler. Love that yeah. movie. Yeah, so it's like, it's a song that I've heard heaps in a lot of soundtracks. And sure. so I've got a lot of stuff attached to it because of stories I was interested in and, and connected to. Um, so this is from uh, Edwin Collins' third studio album called Gorgeous George. Hey, Gorge. From 1994. So it's like, you know. Right, 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 right in, in there. there. Right in there. All of my ones are pretty much right in there. Sure. I gotta say, most of them. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and fun fact: the vibraphone that is a really strong Love theme of this song. It's like this really cute little sinky sound. It's played by the Sex Pistols drummer. Paul really? Paul. Yeah. It's ah, played by him. I cool. don't know how that came about, but I'm just, you know, thanks Wikipedia. Yeah, he had yes. nothing else to do. <laughs> no, we don't use Wikipedia for our fun facts. No. Mm. We, well, I don't anyway. Yeah. Oh, no, wow. we use it for hard facts, right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Is that, did you guys want to do that? Yeah, That's yeah. right, yeah. Or if I want my uh, choices to feel a bit more interesting, I might do a little Google every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> just Google. Yeah. Because it's all in your head, we know. Yeah, we just exactly. pour this out, we're professionals. Yes. <laughs> um, so it became a worldwide hit. It really killed it in the charts. It was in top 10 in a lot of countries, including Australia. But it was number one in Iceland and in Belgium. Mm. That's where it got to its number one. As you do. So there you go. Yeah, They just really dug that vibe. So the the song's Euro trash. Beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And he's Scottish, Edwin Collins. And he's sort of like saucy and kind of creepy. Um, You know, saucy, creepy, like that. Very fine every girl likes to hear. So Austin Powers, (laughs) obviously. He's like so much more overtly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they made two different video clips for this song. They made right. the US version, which is quite avant-garde and arty. Mm-hmm. And it's like he has a line so where he odd. says something about devil and there's like a devil flashes on his face. Like it's it's very arty. At least that's what they're going for. The international version, it, it's just him singing to the camera and like silhouettes of sexy girls. It's right. just like, it's a very different, I don't know why they felt the US market needed. Because we can't class. have sexy girls on screen. You I know suppose how we in are. 94, if that, yeah. So they have, there's two different video clip versions. Right. I think in 94, um, yeah. we were just seeing a man's bare ass on network television for the first time. So, mm. you know, and we couldn't say goddamn. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 94 was How rough. times have changed. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so that's, I'm going chronologically, by the way, I've decided just for this because it's such a short period of time. Yes. 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 Mm. Um, so my next one is Common People by Pulp. Hey. Now this is... Um, <laughs> Stop on shrugging his shoulders. This is a song, well, this is a song that I actually didn't know the title of it, but when I listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah. It's that, it's got this awesome, like, speech-like narrator style lead vocal, which I really oh, love. So the Proclaimers. Kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, like, it's like Richard Harris in Carousel, or not Carousel, in Camelot. Yeah. You know, where it's like a spoken, like he's not really singing. It's but not a recitative. Like a yeah. yeah, it's, and yeah. it's, it's, um, <laughs> like, the like chorus, a, the like chorus a classical like, recitative. <laughs> 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 but you know, if it was in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. So you got yeah. to, yeah, well, I got the storyline <laughs> now, the plot, yeah. 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 <laughs> the facets of what's happening the chorus goes um i want to be with the common people be with the common people do no yeah no. i don't know if that's right i think i ran across the video on youtube today and i was like so I this, this this was is. like voted by what is it 2015 rolling stone readers poll the number one greatest rip hop song it is like super over wonder wow. wow yeah yeah that's crazy yeah, common yeah. people amazing yeah it's, it's it was huge it was just it was just really evoked like Britain at that time it was just like right. absolutely because it's talking about it's a story about a girl that he meets that's kind of a snob and she's like talking about the common people and it, and it's just yes, yeah yes. so it's and it's just his it's the take original on that skater boy. the plebs oh my god yes <laughs> Avril <laughs> that was a past episode yes it was oh I see okay um, so this this was 1995 this came out um and in the video clip, they have this kind of homage to the animated Beatles film, Yellow Submarine. I love oh, yes. They have like an homage in the style. And yeah. It's, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's really like just really like drenched in like British culture. Yes. At the yes. time. Um, number two on that same 2015 Rolling Stone reader's voter list is Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Love that song. 
Yeah, so same year that they came out, and this is voted number two, the greatest Brit pop song they ever. Were pretty According Wonder to Wall. Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah. so over Wonderwall. Interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a pretty. <laughs> Josh is not feeling it. <laughs> well, I think I'm just going <laughs> to completely wildly speculate why that is but, but you know there's a podcast there um i <laughs> there's a conspiracy theories podcast under this production company as well so. yeah, all right, I'll, I'll take it there. there take it there. um but i but i believe it's because um wonder World was such an international success and these are like quintessential british yes that is a good conspeculation yeah conspiracy speculation yes don't look back at anger was very popular though it was a yeah, very, very popular, popular. Yeah. Song, but so. not the level of wonder Wall, i guess like really so. internationally i would say so well okay maybe i don't know i just i don't think any drunk guys playing don't look back in anger at a party i think uh, you're right yeah. wonder Wall definitely if they are they're like alone in a room you know what i mean but they're in like a bedroom at the party. They're having okay. a, so having say, a that DNM. Is not a party. <laughs> With themselves yeah, yeah. and Noel Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this song, Don't Look Back at Anger, um, Oasis is pretty famous throughout their whole history of being accused of plagiarism. This right. is bringing it back yeah. to what we were talking about before. <laughs> because that happened a lot. Like the main songwriter is Noel Gallagher and usually the li- main lead singer is his brother Liam. Yeah. But this is one of the first tracks that this, this is the first lead hit that they had where Noel was singing. Mm. And it's kind of like, it's like Noel's singing. And so his brother has literally nothing to do. So in the track list, he's listed as playing tambourine on this song. Because oh, it's like, he has nothing to do anymore. He's, he didn't, he's not the writer. Now he's not the singer. Yeah. He doesn't play any <laughs> instruments. Oh no. So it's like Liam Gallo tambourine. tambourine. Yeah. This is like <laughs> me at a jam session with a bunch of jazz musicians. <laughs> On the tambourine. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. what I do. If I'm not singing, I'm just playing the tambourine. Look, tambourine is an excellent instrument, it's i got to say. That is some play. rhythm. That yes. is some feel. But um, it was definitely like <laughs> No, I feel like, I, I always feel like I fraud at a jazz gig. They're like, right. get, Josh, get up and sing. And I'll be like, skibba dibba do wah wah. My name is Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And then I riff, and they're like, don't riff. That's not right. It's not the right chromatic. You did not scat correctly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, back to your list. Mm, back to my list. Yes. Um, so this. <laughs> um, so, that, yeah, this is voted, voted number one, uh, number two on this list that I just um, talked about. I'm going to send just, a, I'm I just think I have to go through my notes. No. <laughs> 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 to go through my notes to figure out what I was going to say. Yeah. I wrote here, written by main songwriter and notorious grumpy pants, Noel Gallagher. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was the first, yeah, first way to sing away song. Oh, I'm all out of sorts here. The jazz making fun of has thrown me, guys. Mm, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, um, <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> plagiarism. That's what I was on. Plagiarism, okay. yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. so the beginning of this song, it starts with this like kind of heavy piano chordal thing and it's like, it's imagine like it's yeah. straight up imagine there's yeah. no yeah yeah and they're like and people are like dude that's imagine like you can't <laughs> like but <laughs> and, and he's like just corny <laughs> because just i guess corny. he doesn't really care he was just like yeah <laughs> it just like there was some quote i read where he's like yeah most of the song is like 50 percent imagine oh God. like you know just no he's like i was reading a uh book by John Lennon at the time I was really immersed in it it's just what came out which is what we were talking about before mm. it does just kind of come out if you're influenced heavily yeah, by absolutely. people but that happened a lot with Oasis in their career apparently they were heavily influenced by so I now know why so I now know why Britpop was only four years because it's the 60s again yes <laughs> um, okay my third selection fourth selection fourth, fourth yeah. yes is that uh, the drugs don't work by the verve the, I don't agree they do work Sometimes oh, they work. <laughs> <laughs> um, this song, I remember hearing this as an exit teenager and being like, "Oh my life! Oh god, this is my life." <laughs> not that I was had, I was so sheltered, no connection to drugs at all. Like it was well, not at all real. The caffeine of this Pepsi Max is no longer working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I wasn't allowed sugary drinks. Let's not talk about it. Oh. Um, yeah, I was allowed. Like I'd be having soda water and be like, "Well, <laughs> someone cut her off." <laughs> Mm. Um, so this song, because this to me, when I started to research Britpop, is really quintessential because it's like weedy white dudes and it's got these lovely string arrangements, just like the Bittersweet Symphony song mm. by the same band does. Um, but it's really depressing lyrics, simple melodies, really kind of clean but lazy vocals. It's just everything about it. I was like, that just seems like to me Britpop. what Britpop yeah. is yeah. to me. Um, so, and this... Yeah, that's what I wrote. Epitomizes Britpop to me. Look at that. Didn't leave my notes for that. Wow. 
Uh, this was released the day after Princess Diana died. Wow. So it oh. really captured the like somber feel of the nation. Yes. People were just like, oh. The world probably. It was just, well, definitely, but it was, yeah, a really, I'm not sure how strategic that was. Like who knows exactly when they had planned to release it. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't I didn't look into it. Mm. Um, but it debuted at number one. It just went straight to number one. Right. Everyone loved wow. it. Everyone really, it, yeah. And so that was 1997. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. Grade three. Yeah. And this, so this is, yeah, really capping off our Britpop era. The last one, same year, is Song 2 by Blur. Right. Mm-hmm. And why do they call it Song 2? Yeah, well, explain. they call it Song 2. It's sometimes mistakenly called Woohoo because that's the whole chorus. Oh, now I've seen this band in concert. Yeah, well, there you go. So I didn't realize, but now I know. <laughs> it's called Song Two because the band is lazy, and it's the second track on the album. And they they just they just as a placeholder was like, we'll call that Song Two. We'll figure out a name later, and they just never did, and they just left it nice. as Song Two. So the label even just let them go. Yeah, Song Two. Song Two. Yeah, that works. Like, All right. That because works. and apparently this song, the lead singer had a kind of acoustic version that he'd just done a rough recording of, much slower, but it had that chorus of just saying woohoo. Right. But it was like this kind of stripped back thing. And then the guitarist, who I guess was a bit of an instigator, he was like, let's speed it up and make it really trashy and make the guitar sound really amateur and we'll like try and sell it to the record company to those like pompous record company producers. And the producers were like, we love it. What What are you doing next? Like they just ran with it and Holy loved it. And shite. it was incredibly successful. Like it was internationally a successful. Song. Massive. I didn't even realise. That's a I soundtrack song for it. sure. It's oh, definitely been huge, heat, heat huge. to movies. Yeah. It was really like, yeah, it was punchy and aggressive and emotional. And it really took out of the band's influences, because the band had been going for a while, and Blow was very established by this point. Mm-hmm. And this was off their yeah, fifth self-titled album, the fifth studio album. And by this point, they had decided to try and rework their sound. So this was like the real beginning of reworking their sound into more indie pop American right. bands that right. normally they would be like American. Before that, they would really... Um, be quite cruel to American culture whenever it was brought up but now they're trying to kind of I don't know rebrand and form a new sound and this was like the beginning of it so kind of I guess the end of Britpop for them yeah and all of us and and (laughs) all of us I have a couple of honourable mentions oh I'm glad you do (laughs) Um, I mean one is Bittersweet Symphony because I thought that's just such a beautiful song but I felt I chose the other Verve song um, The Drugs Don't Work just because it's I don't know because I figured someone else would say Bittersweet Symphony. Honestly, that's going to be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. And yeah. the other one is Stop by the Spice Girl. Love right. that song. Nineteen ninety-seven. I think that was on our. Was that on our girl? No, it, no, it's not. We oh, had okay. Wannabe. I mean, oh, there's so okay. many Spice Girl songs I could have picked, so I just picked one that Stop I really connected with because obviously song. all my friends knew the dance moves, and we did it all the time in the schoolyard. So have they? So. Have we determined why like Spice Girls are a part of this movement? Well, to me. No, I guess not. To me, I was just like, that's the um, right era. Because it definitely no. came up. No, but cause I'm only asking because it, it came is. up in the research as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. That they, the Spice Girls were like the end of the Brit, like they were going yes. to the next era. Sort yes. of because thing. I, think, I think because they were so popular. Right. Like they were just kind of, they eclipsed everyone else. Yes, they did. And they, they, really were, did. they were a true Britpop band. Yeah. You know, like and they proudly wanted Brit-pop to. Too. Yeah, proudly yeah. Britpop. Like they wanted to bring it back to Britain. Like they were quintessential British, yeah. like with their movie. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. ...and everything, they were completely like, yay, Britain! But... 
just everyone around the world loved them yes. for whatever reason more than anyone else. And I think mm. a lot of people mm. revered the Spice Girls in the UK because mm. there were just these five girls that got out. Like they were able to like... Yeah, like they the, got out the ghetto. Yeah, they got out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, I said this last week in the Girl Bands episode. Like, I remember Victoria saying, like, three weeks prior, they were just collecting their doll payments, mm. and then like, then yeah. then, then, then three weeks later, like, they're the biggest superstars on the earth. It's like, how does that? We we, we don't see a meteoric rise like that yeah, much anymore, you know? No, no. Where you, you know you, you're eating ramen noodles one week and then you're eating at the Ivy six weeks later, mm. like you're like where <laughs> sort of like where does this kind of how does this happen sort of thing? So I, I just wanted to know your opinion on why you think yeah. Spice Girls are mentioned in the research of yeah, this I, I gotta say like a bunch of lists that I looked at that were like you know 50 quintessential albums the Spice Girls are hardly ever on them right. it was always these weedy white dude bands right. um, and so but I feel like the beginning of the work is part of it and then it's like its own personally yes kind of I, I feel think about so it. too so Stop yep. is like early enough in my mind mm-hmm. yeah. that it kind of fits well anything yeah. it's from it's that Spice album yeah. up tempo Spice mm-hmm. yeah. song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, To Become same. One is my yeah, it's my moment. That's, that's yeah. No, anyway. <laughs> well, crazy. Those are some great choices. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All right, we're gonna take a short break, and then I will tell you what my choices are. Can't okay. wait to hear them. Hello, all you beautiful people. I'm Jared, and I'm the host with the most of that random podcast. Have you ever wondered what nurses do when they aren't saving lives, or what DJs do when they aren't spinning decks? Each week, me and a guest, and along with you, the listener, will dissect and look deep into these types of topics. It's heartfelt, funny, and filled with (laughs) OMG moments. But I won't tell you any. You'll have to come and listen for yourself. Just search that random podcast and have fun listening. Bye. And we're back. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> so that sorry. Was oh my so goodness. Totally my fault. Cool. No, that's all right. Well, we just that heard is. from Gracie. Yes. And we had so we've heard from myself. Yeah. Oh, I'm so used to going last. That's why I just wasn't ready to talk. I was like, wait, why am I talking? I thought yeah. someone else was talking. Yeah, and me. our theme this week has been Britpop. Yes. <laughs> a specific moment in time. Uh, a frozen moment in time mm. that informed the next sound. Uh, we've heard from my, from, from my. <laughs> Have we? <laughs> yes, we've heard from Gracie. And now we're about to hear from Asabi. Yes. Hello. Hello. All right. So this was a struggle because I honestly didn't think I knew anything about Britpop. Um, well, actually, at first I thought, yes, Britpop, that's fantastic. We can do some Beatles. We can do some whatever that's what i thought too you know but yeah, yeah. when yeah, i popular w- in britain right like exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then when i saw that it was a specific time frame i was like no i have no idea what was happening um yeah we so, got the emails we know how yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all got the 2am phone yeah, yeah right like hey everybody <laughs> quick change um so i have picked i have picked some songs from bands that we have already discussed Amazing. that are in that four-year period. But I've also picked uh, my first band, which is sort of an influencer on Britpop. So it's a band called XTC, which was formed in 1972 by Andy Partridge and Colin Moulding. The name of the song is King for a Day. Now, the reason I chose... This song is from 1989, and I chose this song because Andy Partridge is seen as kind of a godfather of the Britpop movement as you know he's a heavy influencer right. on Britpop and this album Oranges and Lemons that this song is from was an album that was introduced to me by my dad I have no idea where he got it from I think he picked it up from like the world music section in a store somewhere and I just kind of capitalized on it and listened to it every day for like a summer and really loved it and there's so many great songs on this one but this song King for a Day is one that I remember singing and like having on repeat as much as you can have on repeat on a CD and played it over and over sang it over and over Um, I will say that the majority of songs on my list have either a 9 or a 10 on the singability scale yeah they are they are heavy singers heavy songs that I can really sing to I can harmonize with I can do all kinds of stuff with um, there, there's a lot of nostalgia with these songs. Um, 
this some side notes about this band. So they were formed in the late 70s, Godfathers of Britpop. Um, this chart, this particular song was 89 on the UK singles chart. Um, it didn't really chart in the US or anywhere else because it was pretty much straight right. UK sort of mm, fan base. Okay. But <clears throat> later on, there have been tribute albums, tribute bands, fan conventions, fan zines across the UK, the US, and Japan specifically to this band. So it's had a little bit of a life outside of the UK, even though the band itself no longer exists. Right. So Andy Partridge, who was you know pretty big influence, is still making music, but oh. not with this band. And not with the Partridge family. No, not with the Partridge Just family. Just check. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But I've, I really love this song. I love this whole album. And it's, you know, it, it's political. It talks about religion. It talks about, you know, race, which were big influences in the 60s and 70s, you know, when, when things were a little bit political and a little bit quite just a political. Smidge. Just a tiny just a bit. Just a tiny, tiny, right? <laughs> so this this album to me is kind of it's one of the albums that sort of kicks off that Brit pop moment before it really gets started. But right. you know they kind of draw from it. Mm. So now my next album is from Radiohead, or my next track is from hey. Radiohead, and it's called High and Dry. And yes, I love this song. Yes. Now, and this was a song that the band actually didn't think was very good. So mm. it was uh, it was a number 17 on the UK singles and then 78 on the Billboard Hot 100. So it didn't really chart very high. But this is one of my favorite Radiohead songs. I love singing it. I love to harmonize to the lead melody of it. Um, and it's just... It's really beautiful. Like it's a really mm. just kind of a light sort of airy tune and you've got like the lead guitar sort of playing the chorus over the verse. You know, once you get into it, it's it's just a really beautiful song, a beautiful chord progression. And it, it captures your attention right from the beginning because it has that cymbal crash and then it's just a drum beat and it's like a kind of like a almost kind of like a driving funky drum beat before the guitar comes in. And I just, I love that. There's something about a syncopated rhythm that I really love. And that's why I really love this song. Have you heard the um, Amy Cullum I haven't. That was that was the first time I heard that song like alive. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, and the two, it's it's very different. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it still has the same like. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is, and it is a very simple, beautiful, just lovely song. I love it. Um, my next song <clears throat> is from Oasis. <laughs> is it? And of course, we all know that you know Oasis was just like a power rip hop. Group, rip hop group, um, champagne supernova. Oh, sometimes yes. yes, and I like it's kind of funny because I don't think of Oasis as like a driving rock band. I don't think of any of these bands as like really driving I don't know why. rock. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I like. There's just something about them that makes you feel nostalgic even though they weren't around to create that real nostalgia when they first came out, you know? Absolutely. So, like, mm. I was at uni. So this song came out in 96. So I was at uni. I think I was a sophomore, so it was my second year. And I just remember feeling so nostalgic. And I'm like, but for what? Because this is a new song. Why, yes. why do I have this feeling? So there's mm. something in their music that just really, it, it makes you feel like you're remembering something from a time gone by. Well, the, in the I think the, the the movement sound was influenced by times gone by mm, too, mm. so that could uh, contribute to how you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. I think also exactly. a song like this, like um, I think it's it's um probably a melody that we've heard before, mm. and it reminds of, of us of another moment. Like that's because yes. I have a similar feeling to what you get when when I like as in when I hear it as well. Mm. Now. It definitely has nostalgia now because we're like twenty years ahead yeah, of, 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 of you know yeah. what was happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think in that, like I remember when I first heard it when I was in grade. I think I heard it when I was in grade seven or something like that. Sure. And I remember going like, oh, like, and I remember like thinking like I was in a movie. Yeah. Sort of thing like that's yes. the whole feeling yeah. that it evokes. Like you you with, have yeah. like that that kind of slow walk down a hallway montage yes, sort of with my books in my hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, like even just 
kind of thinking of the song, that's the imagery that I have in my head. Mm. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, ha it feels very psychedelic mm -hmm. in a way, that very 60s sort of feel. And it's just, you know, the opening moments are quite somber. And then it goes into this guitar riff right in the middle, you know, so it, it kind of gets really heavy with guitar and it brings it right back down so i love it i just i love everything about this song it, it's a very it reminds me of the summer thunderstorms when my brother and i would you know like we'd put it on on the stereo and we'd just lay on the floor and it's dark and you can hear the rain and the thunder and the lightning and you just have this playing and it's just it's peaceful it's very peaceful. Well, I know what I'm doing next time it storms. Uh, <laughs> if only out. we had those type of storms That's here. True. That's true. <laughs> it's a little mm. bit different. So now my next tune is a Spice Girls tune. Yeah. Audience, don't cheer for that one. I honestly don't think you can talk about this era without talking yeah. about the Spice Girls as now, we have been chatting. Now I wish I had mentioned a Spice Girls song yeah. <laughs> in my playlist. <laughs> And because we just had, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had our girl band, yes. you know, and we talked about the Spice Girls. And I feel like we're always talking about the Spice Girls. Um, They're important. <laughs> yeah, right. And, <laughs> and we've talked about them today already. And so I was trying to think of a, a good song that I really loved from the Spice Girls. And I actually have that album Spice because yes. I loved it so much. And the song that I've chosen is Who Do You Think You Are? Who do you think you are? Do you think you are? Exactly. I was going to the harmony, sorry. Oh, we're not so Are we going to do the whole song? Let's do the whole song. Who do you think you are? Trust to make a move. Yeah, we're singing over the lyrics. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. You know. 1997, right, Spice Girls. And they had basically just come out around this time. And this that was the year that they first performed in the U.S. Because I think in our previous episodes I was talking about you know, being in Kim Lab and my mate going, oh, I'm going to go see this group called the Spice Girls That's tonight. And we're right. like, who? <laughs> we're like, who the hell is that? We don't know who they are. Um, but I love like the bridge leading up to the chorus. Yep. The who do you think you are? You know, that's just, uh, it's amazing. It's funky. The bass line, I swear to God, the bass line in the song, there's parts of it that sounds like the bass line from Vogue. Right, you know Madonna's Vogue. It has a very mm. has a very um, nod to disco. In, yes, like in its instrumentation. For yes, sure. which, I, which is so. why I think it contributes to its like timelessness. Yes, yeah. mm. and now this was the song that they sang to open the 1997 Brit Awards, and this is when Jerry <sighs> wore the Union Jack ah! dress, yes. which was a tea towel. It was a I just like to say, people. I yeah. cannot believe. <laughs> Cannot believe. Can you believe? I can you cannot believe that it was a tea towel. It was just sewn to the top of her dress. Yes, it literally. Because like it was just gonna, it was just gonna be a normal like white white dress. I think she was. She was gonna saying, wear yeah. that. That's just not iconic it's at not all. Not spice. Not at all. No, not spicy. Because <laughs> she was like constantly doing things to try and like she push was. the edge. Yeah. And well, she was. She was, was so like. She was a little bit older than the other girls yeah. too. And, and I, I felt like this was the last. Like she was really like British pride. Yeah, UK pride. That's kind of. Oh, she out of everyone, she's the most patriotic. Yeah, out of, yes, out of the group, that's in the my word opinion. I was looking for. Yeah. Patriotic, very much. And I kind of feel like the Spice Girls, like they were kind of the mic drop of the oh, era, yes. right? Like mm. they just kind of went, "We're here, this is it, bitches." Boom. Man, I had Spice Girls pencil case. I had Spice Girls rubbers, shoes. Like wow. Did you watch Spice cool. World? Of course, I watched. I Spice watched Spice World. Yes. I watched. I had Spice that World. on VHS, and I remember living at a boy's house, and I was so frustrated because I could <laughs> never go back. Cause it was too uncomfortable to like talk to the boy again. Oh, <laughs> oh no. so annoying. Yeah, because you made him watch Spice World. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We should find you a copy. I should buy. Oh, that's what I should get you good. for your birthday. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> mm -mm 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 -mm. Well, I get like. We're talking about the spice because I get like quite emotional talking about it because really? like, I do because Aww. like I've because no, I've revered the 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 impact that's mm. and the influence Aww. like that's like because when I think back to when I go 
There was no, there was like you are, you were the biggest superstars on the planet at that point. Like, yeah, you know, it was like because a lot of like, there's always this thing about like the U, like the UK versus the states in regards to like mm. music industry yeah. stuff as well. Mm. And at that like in that little like as again that, like their little moment of time they had for they like three or four so years, huge. there was no other bigger band on the planet. Like, yep. really, really was. Everybody loved them, and you know they were going to do a reunion show. Was it in two thousand seven? No, I think it was 2009 because I was already here. I think it was... Oh, can I tell you why I think it was 07? Yes. Because I already booked the tickets for it. <laughs> oh, well, I had been given free tickets. Did you? Yes. Of course, Asabi got, because like, it's Asabi. <laughs> and I'm pretty, right? sure, I'm pretty sure it was 2009. They were going to be in LA. And oh, LA. Sorry, I was talking about when they were going to come to Australia. Oh, yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. This was an LA one, and I had received free tickets. All I had to do was go, and I, for whatever reason, I was like... They had a Vegas, Vegas residency for a hot minute as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it was a lottery thing oh, that they did. Yeah, nice. and so I'd gotten some tickets. Yeah, and I was kind of gutted because I was like I should go I should go and I was like I could go and I, I didn't and I would have loved to because you know I didn't go in 97 when it would have been super cheap probably to see them yeah and here I was 2000 but yeah I, I I love that song I I love a lot of the Spice Girl stuff and I didn't mm. I never thought I would and for whatever reason, I really do. Yeah. I really love them so much. No, there, there is some solid musicianship <laughs> in some mm. of their songs too. Where you just go, well, just oh. some really good songs like <laughs> like uh, what is it, Mama? Or oh. yeah, you know, Mama, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm just gonna yeah, don't get me going exactly, to it. <laughs> right? Did they? Did they have Montana writing many of their songs? Jerry was the, was the main Jerry contributor. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah with and the, they wrote oh, as a group, didn't they? They wrote as a group. They did write as a group. Yeah. So all, all the stuff from God, Spice. It was I can't imagine writing as a group. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can imagine, but I can imagine. But it's hard. It's hard, yeah. <laughs> well, the first album, they definitely collaborated a lot because they had those two main producers yeah. that were... Mm. Um, the Absolute or whatever yeah. they were called, yeah. Um, that they were yeah, working with. Probably, but yeah, yeah, but Jerry definitely contributed the most mm. in regards mm. to, like, especially lyrically. Yes. Apparently she was the one that um, came up with Zigga Zigga. Oh, was she? Yeah. Zigga Zigga. Oh. What a yeah. style queen When you ask them is. what does that mean, they're like, it doesn't Ooh. mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> We're the Spice Girls. We don't have to say anything that we... <laughs> it's our song. Just <laughs> Actually, listen to it. That makes me think of, I think there was... Maybe it was Don't Look Back in Anger. Yeah, it was. The Oasis song. Noel Gallagher was quoted as being like, yeah, I was so high at the time when I wrote it, I, don't, I still don't know what it was about. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like, so many bands. of these bands were <laughs> yeah. just so cooked out of their mind. Oh, yeah, Nirvana. definitely. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, Nirvana, please. They actually struggled to emulate their own musical all the time. They'd be like, what do we do? Yeah. What, <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> Can you play back that recording again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now my, my last song Yay. on my list is um, Clocks by Cole. Play. If you're a piano player, you definitely learn to play that song. Right? You have to learn. You have to know how to play Clocks, Evanescence, Bring Me to Life. Oh yes! Oh my god! And A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. They're the three main songs. Yeah. Clocks. Yes. The other two. No. I. So this this was the song that I heard when I like stopped my car, pulled over, and I was like, what the hell is this song? What am I listening to? What is this? Who is this? And I had to find out right away. I then researched them to find out when they were touring. I bought tickets. I drove all the way up to Northern California. So I was living in San Joaquin oh. Valley, Bakersfield, California, and it was a four-hour drive, three-and-a-half, four-hour drive to get all the way up towards wherever I was, San Francisco, outside of San Francisco, went by myself and watched them wow. in concert. I loved it so much. That was like, what I had to do I it? must have been too young to get it. Maybe. I, I, that has to be it. Maybe. Were you driving? Well, I was in grade nine when this okay, album came so out. Okay, so no. <laughs> I was So, you know, I have, so, so I definitely had like, one two step by Sierra. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, in I'm, my discman. <laughs> oh that definitely was not on my radar. Um, which is amazing because one two step is pretty adult. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I, I mean, I just, you know, I loved that open. Like the song is built around the entire opening piano riff. That. In the key of E flats, everyone was that to say the key of E flats. And that chord progression that goes through and. And then the way you can just like easily harmonize with it is easy to harmonize. everything in that <laughs> song. So this is one of my tens on the oh, what? scale okay. of singability. Oh, wow. yep. yep. It's a ten. Like and everything I love it. The bass line, the bass melody, 
like I have no idea what the lyrics mean, but neither did they. So you know, yeah. totally fine. Um, it's about time. <laughs> well, they Is just kind of said no, uh, yeah, a little bit, but it they was were a, just kind of oh, like, oh. you know, why I realized like, I, okay. This song that was on a rugby ad, like it was, right. like in, here in Australia, it was like promoting like books and tickets to the rugby. And I'm like, I can't connect. Yeah, I can't. I think this. It makes no sense. I'm having negative experience of the Coldplay. Oh my god! So it received a Grammy for Record of the Year. Like, yeah, it was it was pretty big. It was number twenty nine on the Billboard Hot One Hundred. Um, number nine on the uh, it was another Billboard track. I wrote a like note that adult I can't. Contemporary or yeah, something, something like yeah. that. Um, number nine on the UK singles. <laughs> this one was really funny. Um, the greatest songs of all time. It was four hundred ninety out of five hundred. <laughs> So, not That's really saying right. something, so, isn't it? Hi, yes. And then my instincts are correct. <laughs> I have the voice true. of the people. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and then, as you do, you know, when you're like listening to the the video on YouTube, and then the next video comes up. So the next song that came up used the exact same chord progression, and I was like, "Well, what is this?" I I what thought. Song was it? Well, initially, I thought it was like a um like a remixed version of. But it was Speed of Sound that's on the XY album. And oh I was God. like, oh, this is probably why I didn't like this album. They plagiarized themselves. Pretty much. Or they didn't want to get the sophomore slumps. They just were like, let's not break the formula. Yeah. Yeah. And there was something about the X and Y album that just did not have the same pizzazz for me as a rush of blood to the head. And yeah. I like, Technically, Coldplay was kind of cancelled in my book after that, and I'd never. Coldplay's well, canceled. I think yeah. no, <laughs> I, I never think, went um, back. <laughs> I think they redeemed them. If it, I guess I think they redeemed themselves a little bit with um, Viva La Vida. Maybe, um, but it was so like X and Y was such a turnoff for me that I right. just never. You know, you know, like there's there's always that one album that a band will put out, and it's just iconic for them. It and you is think it's a rush of blood, for right? Them. For me, yeah. For for me and Coldplay, it was a rush of blood. I to the think. Head. I'll be. This is really controversial to say, mm. but I think X Y loved itself too much. Possibly. <laughs> that's my opinion. I don't know. So successful. Yeah, only, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, as, it's, it's like you know how sometimes you like watch or listen or see a piece of work and go, "This loves itself a little yes. bit." Like it's loving to. Like be Like they're trying yeah. a little too hard. Yeah. So after, that, that, that's yeah, a very controversial their heads thing. Are too big. I mean, White Australia would probably shoot me for that, but. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but They'll yeah, have but, to come through but, me first. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was my, that was always my impression. Yeah, um, of that I can, album. I can like, see oh, that. Really I mean, it's the same with like. Like I'm a huge Chili Peppers fan, and I really oh, loved Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, that's a great song. It was a great album. Yeah, great the album. Whole sorry, great album. Sorry, is amazing. Yeah. But after that, I was I wasn't. It nothing the that they that did. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, nothing after that. Yeah. But that was I think like they were big before that album. Yes, but huge. I think that album like it brought together all areas of their audience. Like right. everybody loved that album and I want to say that was probably one of their biggest most successful albums and then everything like there were things that they did after that that were good but nothing compared to that yeah album. and, yeah, and post that album they definitely had like pockets of awesomeness yeah but it wasn't like that consistent thing exactly like, like, before, like as in like predecessing from that album sort of thing so yeah, yeah I, I totally understand what you're saying yeah. in that, you know. so for me A Rush of Blood to the Head I could listen to every single song in that album all day long over and over and over and mm. there's like the album before that, Parachutes, no, didn't feel the same way. Yeah. X and Y didn't feel the same. I didn't even touch anything beyond that. So it was like Viva La Vida. Oh, yeah. and they had other stuff like um, and then they started collaborating with Beyonce for a little bit as well. Oh yeah, I saw them at the Super Bowl performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was yeah. Really, it was so it was so funny because like it felt so out of place. It felt, it felt, <laughs> it well, it felt so out of place until. But the best part for me was the Beyonce Bruno Mars part. Yeah. And it was really funny because an article came out like hours later going because um Chris Martin came into end uh, uptown he came funk in with the them middle. in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. And, and the article goes, no one wants to see Grandpa dancing with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it was like their nerdy white friend that could yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're like, exactly. Oh, yeah. They're like, okay. okay. Especially because like, Beyonce is such a star. Like, oh, I know. Like, she sucks up the space. And, and Bruno just, yeah. Mars is such a performer. Oh, oh he my can God. dance, Both man. of them are like 
excellent dancers yes. Yes. and performers. Yeah. And then there's, and there's Grandpa Chris. Yes. <laughs> and he, just like, he just like sidles up into the middle like in his tight up jeans. Uptown, funk like, you oh up. Uptown, funk you up. Say what? <laughs> I, felt, I felt awkward for him. Yes. But <laughs> good on it. And also him. he tried to do this mashup of like all the Super Bowl performances in one song and it wasn't working it was just like oh. again this loves itself too much mm-hmm, <laughs> sort of mm-hmm. yeah. he was trying to play in the big leagues yeah, exactly yeah. all right chris all right yeah. well you know what that was a great playlist Thank that's you. all the choices right i'm not like stepping yeah, in no on. no that's we're done all right we're done, yeah. you would think with all my great energy that i've had in this <laughs> podcast that we've done it's a flop for the past 45 minutes but <laughs> <laughs> but, but guess what we're coming to that segment in just a moment stay tuned And we're back. So if you've been living under a rock for the past 45 minutes, we've been talking about Brip-Up. brip up, which Rip-up. is one word. Yes. A frozen moment in time from 1993 to 1997. Four years of yes, joy. Four years of joy that informed the next sound. I think that's. I, I should be a college lecturer about Britpop. You should. <laughs> <'cause that's laughs> just, just to sum up, though, like yeah. just come in for the summer. Don't get me to talk about the songs because <laughs> it'll be a very negative experience. Go, yeah, I wasn't in this, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll talk about the Spice Girls for forty-five minutes. There we Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, we've. I, I, I've have had such a good time listening to Gracie, listening to Asabi, not listening to myself. Um, no, listening <laughs> to myself. We've oh, enjoyed it. We've enjoyed listening thank you. to you. Um, and talking about Britpop and the influence that it had in such a short amount of time mm. and you know with all our great choices comes uh our not good choices yeah well n- yes and we're up to my favorite segment it's, it's a, a flop, flop. so we, uh, each of us have one song that we just aren't feeling i have a feeling i have lots of songs that i wasn't feeling uh, <laughs> in this genre but we're going to start with uh, the amazing gracie mac Yay. okay well mine it's a flop in terms of how it's used today. It's yes. Wonderwall. No shade, no shade, Josh. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> I, forgot, I, forgot, I forgot that I cho- chose, chose it. Yeah. Um, it's just because it's just like becomes the butt of a joke at every party if there's acoustic guitar, yeah. which there always is an acoustic guitar at any party. Even if it wasn't yes. there to begin with, somehow an acoustic that guitar a, ended up That acoustic up in the room. guitar is coming out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and s- if it's a white boy, I'm sorry, he's going to play and he won't tune, And they won't tune the guitar and before it starts tune either. It. Oh. That's all, you got to keep it authentic. Yeah. I, I can honestly <laughs> say that I have been to parties at Gracie Mac's house <laughs> where there have been many instruments and no one has ever played Wonderwall. Well, I'm invited to the next one, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I think, I think it's because they're all very young well, well they're all musicians oh, oh hey. so you're playing like 17 minute jazz pieces with no choruses Is yeah, that pretty much. that's exactly what we're doing that's my fault Everyone's like, is this a, is this the hook? Yeah, 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 exactly. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, just... There was actually this really great moment that happened. It was like a seven a.m. moment, and it was my acoustic guitar. I got to yeah. shake. It was like my own guitar. <laughs> that I, I was like, everyone's like, let's have a sing along, and everyone's like, yes, yeah, Beatles. Like, let's Shit. pick something we all want to do. Lucy in and the, the sky. And this, <laughs> and this guy, who's this lovely guy who plays guitar really well, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'll it's do not one. Not Fincher, is it? No, no, no. Okay. No. And then he just starts playing his own composition. And we all just went, do you know Do, do you, you know want us to play along? Do you know the song? I know the song. It was just this like, it was like a five minute, very intense ballad of his own making. This is, this is, uh, <laughs> we all just sat there and watched him be like. Is this, this cut comment time? Is that, is that. So you, just, you didn't so just jump that in was, and That improvise. was the last attempt at a sing along. It's his own like creation. Oh he was into it. That's it like going to a jazz jam and everyone knows what's going on except the singer. And you just go. <laughs> this is, so this is why. <laughs> I love that. But then you get looked at like sing something, and you're like, what? <laughs> you just make it up. Just no, make it up. I need to no. Just because then what up. no, because what I do is because you know, this is my specialty, is that I'll <laughs> sing a I'll sing like a pop song over what's going on. Yeah. And uh, then right. get the shade. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yes. it'll be like some obscure progression going and I'm like if you wanna be with me. Because that's what I specialize in. Yeah, yeah. So good. So good. Oh my goodness. Well, I just <laughs> make things up. But yes. That's what, yeah, jamming still intimidates me to this day. Oh, I love um, it. <laughs> anyway, so that's a great flop. 
wonderful. I don't take it personally because I forgot what my choices were (laughs) 45 minutes ago. And we've also got Asabi. What is your flop, girl? All right, my flop. And again, apologies, Josh, because it's another one that was on your list. Really? Yes. (laughs) I didn't know. Um, Girls and Boys by Blur. (laughs) Again, I didn't even, I forgot that I even spoke about that. I just, I feel that this, it just sounds so annoying. That was like, I, and and the thing is, it belongs to the gym. Not that even. Song, like, no, it just belongs like nowhere. This like, <laughs> it belongs I, nowhere. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I struggled because I was like, I don't know that I know this genre well enough to even <laughs> pick anything. And then as I was researching, I was like, oh, yeah, that song. Oh, that's Blur. I didn't even know who sang the song. And as much as I like song two, because I do, mm-hmm. I love song two. This Woo-hoo! one, exactly. This song, I was just like, ugh, no. Well, that's Asabi's choice. Thank you. I also have a choice. What's your choice, Josh? Um, now, <laughs> I've spoken so positively about Coldplay all night, obviously. <laughs> so it's only fitting that my flop is a Coldplay song. <laughs> and I've chosen Fix You. I don't even know that song. <laughs> I, which is because oh, X and Y wasn't your moment. Right, that's right. Okay. Mm. I just, it reminds me of just basic people in my life back in the day that <laughs> just bitches not that loved this song. They're like, oh, oh we, could, we should just listen to an item at church, all this kind of stuff. And like, I just never, ever thought it, it was not inspiring to me. Right. Like at first and try, if you don't succeed, I'm already out. <laughs> just like, whatever. Lights will guide me home. No, they won't. My mum will pick me up from school. Thank you very, very much. Oh like, God. it was just like, I, I, I just. I am home before dark. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. I'm not saying, now, I actually enjoyed the Viva La Vida album, but the prior. Which, was this from X and Y? Was this from. No, um, X and Y is this song. Okay, yeah, yeah, so then the album after that was. Um, um, boom, 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 and um, and uh, yeah, exactly. And the other one, when I rule the world, yeah, that one, and um, then another song, if you love me, don't you lay me. I was a Violet Hill, that was the other song that I liked off that album, too. But this song, Fix You, not inspiring. Give me one sweet day, Mariah Carey Boys, doing give me something else, like. Yeah, this work just with. wasn't it. I just, as I said, I just felt like this album loved itself too much. That's just my Show opinion. Show me what you're working with. Exactly, but that mm-hmm. yeah, but that ends another great episode so of Shuffleology. Um, now you can always reach us to uh, reach out to us on social media. I'm sure after you hear my beautiful opinions of Coldplay, I'm going to hear from a lot of you <laughs> <laughs> about how Coldplay changed the world, etc., etc., etc. I did see them play at Splendor in the Grass back in 2012 or something like that. 2011. There is still playing in 2012. Well, they were the headliner for the festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. festival culture really started coming back up in 2010 and onwards. Right, yeah. Okay. Especially in Australia. Festival culture is huge in our country. Yeah, we have it's so big. many We have you so have many festivals. So many festivals. We have like six mini Coachellas a year. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's pretty awesome. Um, so with that, and yeah. Um, so yeah, reach out to us. We're Shafology Podcast on Facebook. We're Shafology Podcast on Instagram. And you can also email us at shafologypodcast at gmail.com. My name is Josh Devena. Can we please uh, put our hands together for Gracie Mack again? Oh, thank you. Thank oh, yeah, you. Thank, the, thank you, audience, oh, for thanks. always being on cue. <laughs> to Asabi Goodman, the effervescence Asabi oh, Goodman. Thank you. And we will see you next week for another great episode of Shafology. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.